0: Hey guys, it's Ed here, just letting everyone know that if you stay tuned till the end of this week's viewer cast, I just got back from seeing the new Tai West film X, and boy do I have thoughts. So at the end of the episode, I will give a nice quick little 5-10 minute spoiler free review. There's still a lot of the film that I'm processing, but overall, I just want to give you guys my genuine initial thoughts and opinion on it. And uh, whether or not it's something that you should go uh, check out this weekend. So that'll be at the end of Fewer Cast. Enjoy the episode. I'll see you at the end. And here we go. Hello love, my name is Ed, and you're listening to another episode of Fewer Cast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast, where we break down the week in entertainment news, trailer drops, and much, much more. Joining me again this week, say hello to Corey, Andrew, Sean, and Justin. How you scumbags feeling
1: today? Ah, uh, yippee ki motherfuckers, I think you all know where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Hey, since this episode drops on Friday and... In- Today's technically not Friday, but still, what the hell? Happy birthday, Andrew.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time to
3: start the final countdown.
1: Yeah, there it is. There 33, it is. right?
3: 33,
0: correct. There you go. There we go. We're getting to that point in life where we got to think about this stuff.
1: Yeah, watch yourself. That's the age Christ died. That
4: is the age that Christ died. I, I've, I thought it was I've, 27. A, I've, I've laid around a lot of skin particles over the years, is all I'm going to say.
3: <laughs>
1: Just dead skin fucking everywhere. Yeah. We all got to shed some time.
0: Well, Andrew, happy birthday, brother.
4: Thank you. Many obliges.
5: Yeah, happy birthday, Birdman.
1: You don't
0: turn 33 every day.
4: No, one day in particular. And (laughs) it's not today, but it will be on the day that people hear this.
0: All right. Well, before we break bread, I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at The Film Effect Podcast for all announcements and up-to-the-minute updates. Follow along on Twitter at Film Effect Pod to interact and socialize with us and to receive all the latest news and updates. If you're an old-fashioned person who enjoys old-fashioned things, you can simply check us out via email by sending your request yeah, your questions, selections, and suggestions. I'm going to get that one of these days to the film effect podcast at gmail.com. And finally follow along on TikTok where you can find us there at film effect podcast to work in progress, but I swear it's coming along. And of course send those five star ratings and positive reviews to Apple, Spotify, or you can do it by going to the slash reviews. And you can also support the show by getting yourself some merch Got a lot of new designs out there. Visit the slash store to see all the new designs. And the quality is so top-notch and super snug, so if you're not rocking the gear, then get your ass in gear. Right, fellas?
1: Yeehaw. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> now that I got the chores out of the way, let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip. All right, so this past week we had a couple big passings. First and foremost, I want to dedicate this part of the show to William Hurt. Big fan, big yeah, fan. Man. Uh This sucked. This this one this one sucked. I didn't really know he was uh he had cancer. This happens a lot. It seems like, you know, just a, a lot of celebrities are really keeping things private, you know, up to the yeah. point where they pass away and it's like, fuck, I didn't even know and it's like we
1: didn't. Um let me can you blame them? It's not all right now. I was gonna different.
4: say that's definitely like a low key type situation. You really talk about it openly. I didn't mean for that to come public. out as me
0: like attacking them or something. Like no, that's <laughs> that's your prerogative. I you know commend you for you're going through enough. Last thing you want is the fucking public just giving you a sob story. You know, but it's unfortunate. whoopsie, seventy two? Is that what I read?
2: Seventy one. Seventy two. Yeah. Seventy one. I seventy one.
0: He he was going to be seventy-two next week. He turned seventy-two. Or he would have been seventy-two on March. Yeah, 20th. I thought I was seventy-one. So yeah, it's uh,
2: he's one of those guys who just always seemed like he was going to be around. Like you know, whoever yeah. thought of William hurt dying.
0: No, exactly. You know, uh, what what's uh, you know, let's go around, Robin. What's when you think of William Hurt, what what stands out the most? Sean, we'll start with you.
1: Um, I'm going to be naming a couple. Good All court. right, that's um, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, one of my favorite performances he gave was in "Um I Love You to Death" because it was a bit of against type where he plays Harlan, and Keanu Reeves cousin Marlon, you know, and they're they're, they're just a couple of bumbling stoned out idiots. supposed to pull off this you know this hit on, I don't know, like like "I Love You to Death" as Harlan. Was one of my faves just because it was completely, I don't want to say off the grid, but you hadn't seen him play a character like that before. Um, now, t- w- we've got the classics. I watch Big Chill at least probably twice a year.
0: Yeah, a lot of uh, people are going to turn to the Big that's, Chill.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just a great film, especially yeah. now. I'm, I've seen it. I'd seen it a bunch of times even when I was younger. But now, like, being in my late 40s, I relate so much more. Like, that to me would be like, if we didn't do, if if all of us didn't do this, and we all, like, scattered across the country or whatever, I think the big chill would be us getting together for a weekend. Um, My favorite film that he ever did was Ken Russell's Altered States and um i think we all we were all talking about that on the thread
5: hell yeah i'm
1: actually i'm actually shocked justin and ed you guys have both have never seen altered states no. yeah i don't know I, how. that was his
0: first movie wasn't it
1: yeah 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 he plays eddie jessup basically the concept is he's you know he's um some kind almost like a neuros uh, like a like a like a neuroscientist but he's he keeps trying to he, he keeps trying to like break through to the primal level of existence that he believes is like hidden within technically the human genome, right. and he starts experimenting with, with sensory deprivation tanks and combining that with psychedelic drugs like ayahuasca and psilocybin and stuff. And it's directed by Ken Russell, who did the Who's uh, Tommy, so. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm speaking from experience. When you watch the way they depict his, like, psychedelic experiences on screen, that's as close as it's ever gotten to, you know, to feeling real. Um, I mean, there's other, there's other stuff that he did there, too. But, yeah, it's like that first performance. And there's a scene towards the end of Act 1 where he's just going – he just has this great monologue. They're all at, like, a bar. And he's talking about how he can he can go back into like the something about you know the dawn of man, the memory of the dawn of mankind being buried in the Limbic region, and the film shifts into horror because he does start to digress, you know, to a primal state because of what he's doing to himself with sensory deprivation and again psychedelic drugs. But you know, the the guys also delivered like I'm. I, I loved his performance in Mr. Brooks where he's just kind of like Kevin Costner's dark side, you know, and the guy got nominated for uh, Best Supporting Actor for History of Violence with what, nine to ten minutes of screen time, one scene. I mean, it's only in my in my knowledge, that's only ever been done once before. And that was with Network. And what's her name? The girl girl that played William Holden's wife actually won. Ned Beatty was nominated. He was in one scene. I mean, I could go on and on. No, you're right. Exactly. I'm not not asking everyone to go to his
0: filmography. I'm just, you know, what's... Yeah, yeah, broadcast
1: news. I mean, the guy just has delivered some quality shit to us,
0: man. I'll I'll be quick. For me, uh, two films that stand out... Growing up as a child, that were always when uh Cinemax that were uh films of his broadcast news, what you just mentioned, and uh, yeah. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Just he that's
1: he won his Oscar for yeah, Kiss of the Spider-Woman. right was, a drag queen was
0: Sonia Braga and uh Raul Julia,
1: and yeah, then, yeah, he's he's a drag queen like just telling the tale in the prison, and that was sure that was early in his career, very early, yeah, he's he shot. What was that movie he shot? Local, he shot that. He did that one with um, Accidental Davis, Accidental Tourist. Thank you. Yeah, they shot that in Baltimore. You know, um,
0: and then in the nineties, film that Corey and I saw opening night, Dark Hell City. Yeah, Dark City.
5: Uh,
1: yep. Dark, Dark City. City. Man, it was on my list right there. Um, yeah, and yeah.
0: then finally a film that. A lot of people drag through the mud, and I guess it depends on who you are, who I'm talking to about it. Uh, it varies their opinions. Uh, the Village. I'm a big fan of in Night Shyamalan's The Village, and I will take that yeah, to like grave. The... That that's now one I'm of his you. best films, and William Hurt mm. is fucking great in that movie. A lot, everyone in that movie th- does a really good job. You know, William Hurt you know, he's definitely one of the, the 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 standouts of that film, I've always uh thought. And all those small role real quick that came out around the same time, Change of Lanes. Ben Affleck and uh Yeah. And Yeah, he Sam was, ba- he, was, uh, was a sponsor. he
1: was yeah, he was he was a sponsor for AA. So Yeah, I mean I'd s I would I, I can't jump on board with you with the village. I could go the rest of my life without <laughs> ever seeing it again. It's all right. But The Village uh, is I, I, fucking I terrible, dude. As, to
0: each their own. To each their own. Corey. Yeah. Hey. Corey, I want to hear from you, man. How about you? What the What? Uh, what do you think about when you? When William Hurt comes to mind?
5: Uh, the biggest ones for me is Dark City, like you covered, just because I adore that film. I haven't watched it recently. Yeah. I definitely want to uh, revisit. Uh, the other here. one, Sean covered, uh, Altered States, uh, underrated movie in my opinion. Uh, like Sean covered, it was his first uh, role, but. Very memorable. It's it's like if you've never tripped before, like that's the closest you can probably get uh, while watching a movie, <laughs> I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, Stuff. you know, like, like I did, I've did. i taken pretty much everything but the <laughs> Ibogaine that the guy takes in the movie. And I'm like, that's what fucking happened to me at one point. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, altered states. I remember getting spooked out by that film when I was a kid. So it was coming. It was coming on cable, and it was trailers for it for HBO, and it showed him like there's a scene where Ken Russell films him like just floating in that sensory deprivation tank with these eye goggles on, and just the mood it's set, like creeped the shit out of me when I was younger. Yeah, but yeah, man. Justin, Ed, you guys, had, had literally need to make it a priority to sit down for a couple hours with with Ken Russell's Altered States. Yeah, man, great film.
0: And, Andrew, is there anything? There's
5: there's one there's one more uh it's a recent one he done um blah, has done. Um it's that show Goliath with uh Billy Bob Thornton. He plays a lawyer on that show. I know it's not like super memorable, but that's probably the last thing I remember seeing him. And he he was like uh named Cooperman and he had a big law firm. I love that show Goliath, by the way. Billy Bob is I've awesome. Never heard of
1: it. What well. was that one? Uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, It was yeah, it was a Prime TV show. I got I got into it for a bit. I fell out like right after season two. Um, So I I knew I knew that William Hurt was on there, but I hadn't seen like anything with his character because his character comes in you know later in the storyline.
0: Andrew, how about you? Does anything stand out when you think about William Hurt?
4: So I feel like. And it's funny because now that you mention it, my number one movie was History of Violence, but I feel like he wasn't in that film too, too much. I just love a History <laughs> of Violence. I love David Cronenberg. And now that I'm actually looking at his Wikipedia, he's like nominated for Supporting Actor, even though I feel like he's not really
1: in that movie too, too much. Yeah, that's what I said. That's he won the award, but he got nominated. But you know, he has one scene that runs for about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes in Act 3.
4: Yeah, I was going to say that's what I remember him a lot by, but also, uh, you know, Ed and Corey have already said it, but Dark City, Dark City is so good. It's so fun. So,
0: Yeah, he was also, I remember uh, around the same time as Dark City, he was in that Lost in Space
1: revival or remake. Yeah. It. Uh, less, said, less said about that shit, the better. Yeah, yeah they're, all now, lot, uh, speak- they're all not winners. Speak- Spe- speaking of Dark City, did did they ever release a version where they eighty six that that first seven minutes of voiceover they keep? Her there is a director's cut voices?
0: that's available. Yes.
1: Okay, because like what I have, like when I when when I first showed it to Mandy, I've never I'm seen like, the well, director's I gotta, cut. I got to leave this on mute for a minute until we get to a certain spot because I don't want to fuck it up for you. Because like like you and Corey, I was there opening weekend. You know, yeah, Alex East Point. Kind of night. my socks off. That's where I saw it. I saw it at East Point. Yep. I saw it in the afternoon, though. I mm-hmm. went with Big Daddy, so yeah, we, we might we it, might have right? crossed paths. Like you guys were buying tickets as I was leaving the theater. I don't know. Um, I did not know you all back then, but yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dark City is what was it? Uh, Detective Bloomquist, right?
0: Uh, it's been a few years. I don't remember the name. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. How about Justin? How about you, man?
2: The one I always remember him for is broadcast news. Like I, I love that. performance. Yeah. I love all the performance. I don't love that movie, but I love all the performances in it. Like everybody's great in it. Um, I'm like I'm looking through his filmography right now and realizing how much of his shit I haven't seen. Like even some of the real obvious stuff and a lot of stuff I've seen him in. It he's it's like a smaller role. It's like he's not the you know one of the main people or the focus or anything. So right. Definitely broadcast news. And then, like, I just watched um, Eyewitness for the first time the other night. I figured it was a good time to catch up on that. And that mm-hmm. was a very so-so movie. Like, he was good in it. Sigourney Weaver, like, like young Sigourney Weaver is fun to watch. Um, body Heat I watched not that long ago. Again, not a big fan of the movie. I in- fucking
1: in- *Miss Body Heat. Damn it. Thank
2: you. He and um Kathleen Turner were great in it. I just, I again, I just didn't love the movie. A big show. I've never seen all the way through. Like I, just a lot of spots in his filmography for me. I feel like I've seen him in a ton of shit, but I don't think that's the case. I think I like I remember him so strongly from broadcast news that I feel like I've seen him in more stuff than I really have. Right. Because I really love that performance. Yeah,
0: he's just all around a solid actor and. Somebody's gonna be missed. It's
1: yeah, he, I mean, he let's say he he knew the, he he knew the assignment and got the job done every damn time. Yeah, it's funny like
2: for those Marvel movies. I know I, I was seen I was about to
0: say yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. It's funny that none of us mentioned the Marvel films until Justin <laughs> literally just uttered it. So put the words no, out of my he mouth.
1: Yeah, he's fatty as Thunderbolt Ross. I mean, yeah. But I mean, he was, was in the, the
4: Incredible Hulk. That's like pretty much the inaugural yeah. film, is it not? Technically? Uh,
1: uh, the second the, one.
0: That was second, Iron was Man the second, was the first. It was
1: Iron Man. It's Iron Man, Hulk, and okay. an
4: Iron Man. Okay, okay. Man. I, I always get them misconstrued as so, far as release dates go.
0: Yeah. And then also this past week, uh, very suddenly, very tragically lost. And I, I know, real quick, technically... Has nothing to do with film or nothing like that. But come on, guys, it's Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, you know NWO for life, brother. And that now
1: was sad. Uh, I knew, it was, I knew he, you know, it was complications after hip replacement surgery. Was the hip replacement like even caused by a match? I mean, he had. been I know the guy with, struggled no, with substance he, abuse he, for quite some not,
0: time. He wasn't wrestling. He had. Um, he was dealing with some blood clots in the recent, uh, times. And then he had, went in for this, uh, procedure. I'm pretty sure the
4: blood clots were caused by the surgery.
0: Well, he had three heart attacks, is what happened. And they ended up putting him on life support. And then they got his family together. Uh, was it Monday evening or Tuesday evening? No, Monday evening. Uh, they got the family together and then, uh, they, they pulled the plug. Um, i at first. I read that he was still fighting, so there was like slight hope that he might pull through. But I mean,
4: yeah, I mean, he was he was still alive for like three or four hours, surprisingly. But I mean, if you're on life support, still, it's you know what I mean. Like, yeah, and not to, it's to mention, complicated, I mean, for sure,
0: I don't want to turn this into like me bringing up you know Scott's like obvious rough patches, but he really didn't do his body any favors over the years, um no matter no, I mean, no I matter was, how I was, much of a turnaround uh, <clears throat> he made towards the tail end thanks to that DDP yoga and stuff like that. But, you know, we all have our demons, it's unfortunate. What were you saying, Sean?
1: Uh it's, well I was I was thinking to myself today about how much I used to think like, you know, his whole you know, drunken shtick on, like, the, the pay-per-views and stuff was just that, like, part of the show. No. Was, but then I a, started that watching. A, that was a game. There was, He was, he was, but there was a lot of times where he was really fucking annihilated.
0: In the end, you know? in the later years, but not, like, back in the, yeah. the day. He they did really an angle. F-
5: they did an angle where he was pretending to be drunk, but a lot of times he actually was drunk, especially, you know, later in his career. Later there's plenty
0: in his career. of videos. Yeah, of them. I'm not denying that. Yeah. I mean, there's a series, boy, yeah I'm talking about. Is, there is there's the uh, infamous video like of him the, at that like indie show where he comes out and has to be like like literally held up by like security or something like that because he couldn't even make it down to the ring to cut a promo. Yeah, and so and so and then
1: one, the one there SummerSlam where they almost like shortened the match or whatever or, or called it early because he was just to it. It was when he was tag teaming with Kevin Nash. Um, it was probably and, a
4: Bash at the Beach then
0: for
1: WCW yeah, nothing, That's nothing, what uh, that's nothing. what I'm th- that's that's what I'm thinking of. Bash to the beach. That's what I'm thinking
0: of. I mean, but listen, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan twenty six years ago, they started a fucking revolution with that NWO thing. I mean, that was the first time Stone Stone Cold saw Hulk Hogan ever <laughs> turn heel. That was a huge fucking deal. You know, and thanks. That was all because of the brains. Of that that was all Hall and Nash were behind that. And you know, they not died. to
4: mention, they, I feel like I feel like it was impossible to have any anybody else turn Hogan heel. Like that was that just made sense. Like the two people that came in from WWF are like kind of perfect. injecting poison that in WCW, angle. and it just worked so well.
0: The whole outsiders like, angle was just genius. You know. You never seen yeah. something like that before
1: in wrestling. Yeah, because that would it. that that yeah. wasn't something that Eric Bischoff came up with. Like they brought it to him and he went wrong with it? Or it was a collective I mean,
0: idea because he was basically saying, Look, I've got these dates and I've got this contract that's up. You know, we can run this whole thing where I come in. It was a collective idea pitched between uh Hall Nash and uh, Bischoff.
1: And mm-hmm. then
0: they had this whole like mystery third man who's the third man and then you know Bash of the Beach 96 leg drop on Savage Hogan's the third man there it is endless fucking trash endless fucking trash being pelted at them three you know it was just it was great it was genius
1: yeah, and that's when you know you got it done. If they're, if they're hurling, like, empty fucking Evian bottles and shit at you in the middle of the ring, you're like, all right, this one bait off.
4: Yeah, as much as I, like, hated that aspect of WCW, I mean, it made sense. Like, it worked. Like, you're, yeah. get, you're catching so much heat that they just throw their trash at you.
0: But they overdid it with the whole, like, every week two or three different people join the fucking organization. And I knew what they were yeah. trying to do. They were trying to make a legit, like, organization out of it. You know, they had like people forget they had a whole NWO Nitro and an NWO theme I think they had a Thunder episode. They definitely had a nitro episode. And then of course They had
5: a pay per view. NWO out. sold out. Sold, yeah, out. sold
0: out. When that first started it the first year or two, it was just an NWO themed pay per view. And exactly, Corey, it's terrible. There's numerous documentaries on YouTube about that pay per view. It's just <laughs> much it like
4: off. uh D- much like DX in your house. I mean just don't don't put your stables in a pay per view of the rain.
5: I I just remember sold out because they had like this biker like queen thing where they had like these rough biker chicks like competing for like a beauty <laughs> contest. And I was like, yeah, nobody wins in this situation. Nobody wins. Fish no. off. What are you doing? No. But. One thing I just wanted to highlight is, I know you're talking about NWO, but to me, Scott Hall, it was always more memorable as Razor, just because that's when I was kind of starting to dabble with wrestling in the early 90s, when he was Razor yeah. Ramon, and that's that's what I always liked him as more, because I feel like once he went to WCW, like in the beginning it was good, but then it kind of spiraled downhill, but I just wanted to bring up the bad guy, Razor Ramon. That- Oh yeah,
0: you, you, you have to. The, I mean,
5: the latter match at WrestleMania
4: ten the, is probably the like quintessential matches. wrestling match. Period. Like, have to say it if you enjoy wrestling.
0: The latter matches, oh, yeah. is the people forget they had a rematch at SummerSlam, and then and they weren't
4: able to hit each other with the ladder either.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and then uh, the Raw match with uh one two three kid was a big thing. Yeah, that was uh his date was that his first match ever. Oh, yeah, with, yeah, uh, his first, him, like, his first WWF match.
4: And it's so. funny, later on uh, the CM Punk and Darby Allin match, if you actually go back and watch that match in AEW when he, you know, CM Punk first came back, he actually scripted a lot of that match around Razor versus 123 Kid because it's it's such a good match. It puts yeah, somebody over right. so well. So
0: Yeah, I noticed uh Justin, he got much to say for this part. <laughs>
2: And I just, I'm, I'm not a wrestler. I didn't I know, realize I know, that that was, I didn't realize that that was Razor Ramona Razor Ramon's yeah. a name that I'm aware of. So I didn't yeah, Scott that
0: Hall is Razor Ramon. Yes, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, uh,
2: kayfabe uh, it's tragic.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just uh, wherever he is, uh, I, I, I hope he's got a whole lot of toothpicks waiting for him. All right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> You think he got to the pearly gates and he's just like, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Let me in. Let me in. He's just little the toothpick at
0: dance. him. He's like, goddamn, how walk right. on me up to the fucking Golden Gates. <laughs> uh, I love listen, it.
4: Listen here, St. Petersburg. You let me through there, essay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. So Eraser Reborn. So this is a real movie. You guys remember Eraser with Orange <laughs> Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Vanessa Williams.
1: That's a a flick he did with Vanessa Williams. Yeah, James James
0: Conn's the villain.
5: James James Conn did not care at all in that movie, I remember. Mm. (laughs) Yes, Andrew, it came out in 96. I saw it in the theaters, actually. (laughs) James Conn looked like he wanted to jump out of that fucking airplane in that one scene. It just did not look like he gave a fuck at all.
0: So, this is obviously a property that Warner Brothers has been holding on to for like the last twenty six years and they're like kicking around ideas. Who's got a good script for one of our movies? Remember Eraser? I have an idea. I mean there hasn't been a trailer yet. I just saw that the uh it gave uh the Warner Warner Brothers gave it a June release date and it's supposed to be figurative I I assumed that it would be like Schwarzenegger's son or some bullshit like it always is but no it's a different person US Marshal Mason Pollard specializes in erasing people faking the deaths of high risk witnesses with the the technological advances of the last 25 years the game has upgraded and it's just another day at the office when he's assigned to Rena Kimura a crime boss's wife who just decided to turn state's evidence As the two flee to Cape Town, South Africa with a team of merciless uh, assassins on the trail, Paolo discovers he's been set up, double-crossed and fueled by adrenaline. He needs to be at the top of his game, or he'll be the one who's erased permanently. That is (laughs) the official synopsis for Eraser Reborn. Gentlemen, how far at at the edge of your seats are you currently? I'm hanging by a thread at the edge of mine right now. I can't fucking wait for this. Like, I've already got a pre-order on Voodoo, so y'all be ready for it. The, the, the moment it drops, I'll send the blast text out. No. Does anybody
2: like Eraser? Like, are there any Eraser fans in I group?
0: am. I saw it in the theater, oh, like goodness. I mentioned before. I, I like it. It's a guilty, guilty pleasure of mine. Um, I mean, I don't
2: hate it. I had fun yeah, I don't. It. I don't hate it, but, like, it was where, like, Schwarzenegger kind of took a turn for me. Like, I... I think True Lies might be the last good Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Like, I don't think I've liked anything he's done after that. Am I missing something?
0: You're not a big collateral damage fan?
2: I was going to say
4: collateral yeah. damage, dude, where he flies to the end. and Six Like day. on a slip and slide Six or whatever it Yeah, yeah. You weren't there for that. <laughs> big, I was, never, I sure, never I was double watch,
0: the Schwarzenegger.
4: Dude's just flying down because of an explosion in the tunnel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: What's... What's the one where he's partnered up with Kevin Pollack? and he's got to do it like? End of days. And end of days. That was the yeah. last one that I ever liked. Gabriel Byrne. Thank you. I didn't like you that. But actually, enjoyed End, end of days? days. I'm not a fan of that movie. I, sorry. I, I did. I did. I did way more than I ever enjoyed Eraser because oh, I never finished Eraser. Oh, racer. okay. I, I enjoyed yeah, that Eraser
4: a lot more than it. End of nah. Days, honestly.
1: It was it, 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 to me back then. It was like you know, rinse, wash, repeat. I've seen and yeah. this before. It was,
2: it was middling at best.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like um, let's give him a new name, a uh, a new hot love interest, and um, here's a loose premise to let him do his Schwarzeneggerisms. I just no, nah, man. I've
4: It's certainly no yeah. commando. How's that?
1: Now, <laughs> Commando to me was cool because I had a little crush on Alyssa Milano at that time.
4: Commando's one of his the best. His name is John Matrix in that film, right?
1: Fuck yeah. Yeah. Comm- Commando is a great. It, 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 Commando's a great bottom shelf title for me because I remember seeing it in a the theater. I left the theater, went and bought the action figure. <laughs> I did. I had me a little John Matrix action figure that had, you know, his little Tiger striped <laughs> <you> know, camo. <laughs> War Pain on it's got a sixty
4: nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not bad, dude.
2: Commando is a fine. Should dude. have eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Real, People, suck. yeah,
1: man. Real quick, Commando is just downright guilty for it. Real quick,
0: before we move on, um, you bring up a good topic, like the, all these like hard R eighties movies that like somehow got like. All these hard pressed like toys and fucking some of them had cartoons like the Toxic Crusaders <laughs> and fucking RoboCop the NES
4: games, dude.
1: Rambo had Rambo. a cartoon. Rambo,
4: like all these like movies, <laughs> and, uh,
1: yeah. Rambo and the Force of Freedom, like the all Toxic All of a sudden, you Avengers. watch the movie
4: and he's just like dropping bodies. Uh, the Toxic Avengers had
0: a had a fucking animated series. I can't believe that. Yeah, man. These were, yeah, to those toxic were those were Crusaders. Look, yeah, and yeah, then... Dude, um, see, that
4: that's more or less Lloyd Kaufman having to get paid.
0: And then <laughs> when, like, Aliens came out, uh, that and then when T2 also came out, they had, like, all these action <laughs> figures and shit you could get, like, different yeah. kinds of Aliens. I'll, like
5: I'll never forget the Aliens figures, because uh, at our friend um, Metzger, Andy yeah. uh, Metzger, we were on the bus one Metz. day, and he... Yeah, Metz, and he threw... Congratulations on the, the
4: wedding, by the way. Go on now. Yeah, yeah, I saw got,
5: that. But uh, I remember it was like the Alien Queen a kid had, and uh, Mets being Mets threw it out the window of the bus because he did <laughs> not approve. And I'll just never remember the uh, poor uh, other kid. He's like, I had the Queen, and now he's go- or now she's gone. And I just will never forget that shit. Queen going out the window.
1: Where to go, Mets?
0: But yeah, man, like so all these fucking. Movies. And-
1: yeah, hey, hey, look, man. At, at the end of the day, it's why, it's why you guys keep me and Justin around because we can remember growing up when this shit was marketed directly to our age group. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh man?
2: yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, it's. I mean, we were just we I we were just suckers for that didn't shit. have
2: an action figure. I'm like, right,
1: the <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I, had a what? I don't have shit? an
4: Alex. I, I don't have an Alex J Murphy
5: action figure. I wanted to blow That's- his fucking face off. <laughs> I had the For real, man. I had the Ed 2-9 that had the caps and shit. Yes! yes. Would, uh, I, I, yes. And
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Shit, yeah. Alright, well, let's move on. Uh, as per our friends at JoeBlow.com, Top Gun Maverick is uh, going to be screened
1: at uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Does anybody give a shit at this point?
2: Like, I'm sure it'll be decent, but no, I, I could not care less.
1: I'm done now. Like, I was amped at first when the trailer first hit. I'm like, all right, cool. What, four years yeah, ago? I'm kinda... <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, I, I, I don't like Miles Teller. I'll tolerate Tom Cruise because it means there's, you know, high See, I'll production give it value involved. I
4: want to give it to Miles Teller because, dude, Whiplash is perfect.
1: That's the only, that's the only thing that's ever that's the only one he's ever won me over in spectacular I keep, now. I keep spectacular for him now. To come back spectacular,
0: spectacular now. now is
1: good.
0: Yep. I, I told you, man, get on that fucking train.
1: That I dude know. Was great, jeez. <laughs> I don't know what the appeal is with that. Anyway, all right, I'll watch. I'm surprised it. Watch the watch film's it, yeah. coming
0: out. To be honest, I I, I mean, thought it, it got pushed. It, back. it has to. I thought it got pushed back to the it holidays has though. To. Like, legit, I'm not even trying Excellent. to make a joke. Look, I'm, I'm being serious. Um, yeah, no, I'm
2: not surprised. It probably costs about $200 million to make.
0: They're it, not it, showing it, it, It's uh, coming it's out in two months. One way or I another. just
4: want to know what they have to offer with it, like, at this point. Like, holy fuck, you've been... You're, you're almost about to release the new Mission
2: Impossible film before this.
0: I'm just curious <laughs> to see how they utilize Val Kilmer.
2: It's not going to be good, man. You know, don't, don't wish too hard on that one. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. That I was curious. I'm not. The last, no the last. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the last time this title was brought up on the show, I said the exact same thing. It's yeah. gonna be in it for I about thirty seconds. Right. I think it's great that they that they got Ken right. to reprise the role of Iceman. But God love him. I mean, what can you? What can you? You know, what can you do with that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I—I'm I, sorry. I don't want to take anything away. They, I mean, the guy had, the guy had a shitty hand at the end. You know, I watched yeah. that Val documentary. That was a know? great, documentary. So um, documentary. It was, was so good. Yeah, it was, it was. And his son sounds a hell of a lot like him. And and he's like, I don't feel sorry for me. So you don't feel sorry for me. So that kind of made me feel better in a way because Val told me, Hey, look, man, I'm accepting and I'm moving on. This is what it is glad you like real genius you know but yeah yeah like what can they do with that outside of like a one-scene cameo fan service thing and if that's all it is fucking great Val cashed another check and reprised the role of Iceman but yeah it's I'm the and I'm like I'm with you know, I'm curious that's my biggest draw to the film is like what are they going to do with that character I could give two shits about Goose's son and little Tommy Mapa. They're taking a fucking F-14 Tomahawk through the ringer, <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, like fuck a uh, Top Gun Maverick. I'd pay to see the low-budget indie about Iceman being a broken-down former fucking hotshot jet fighter pilot. Now he's got pro- has <laughs> got throat cancer and he's a drunk in a bar. Like oh, Jesus. Yes, oh, that's Jesus fuck. Yes, that's a God. way better
1: sequel. Justin, I'm on board with you on this one. Let's get to writing the script, baby. Gives <laughs> him a starring role.
2: If
4: Al Kilmer's right. only cameo spot in this is at a bar, I'm going to fucking die laughing.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you never close your eyes
1: anymore when I kiss your lips.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jesus anyway,
0: let's move on to our last batch of news. Uh, thanks to, uh, I guess, a uh, Glitch? Uh, in the system, a technical glitch on HBO's side accidentally revealed that the Batman is coming to its service, HBO Max, on Tuesday, April nineteenth. Followed by Saturday, April twenty third, it'll start showing on this, the all the various HBO channels or whatnot. But that's the big date we're looking at right now is April nineteenth. Now. That don't change a fucking I, I, thing. I, I, the four or five but, of us are still going to the theaters and seeing this movie because we need yeah, no, to have that
1: experience. I, I I I knew that date several weeks ago. They said yeah, I they thought they Yeah, they they they, now, they said they were doing the forty five day window. But so that, that doesn't that falls right in line with that, that
0: doesn't me. always mean that day forty six. Boom, you're gonna get your movie. Now, someone took that out of context. If you actually listen or read the interview, it's not like he actually said every single movie's coming out day forty-six. The 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 interviewee pretty much insinuated, "Hey, if it's forty-five days later, can we just you know say it's safe to assume that this is the date?" And he didn't really confirm nor deny. So that was kind of like pushed around as. It's happening or whatever, but no. Like now because of a glitch, like like it always happens, something like it gets accidentally revealed, someone gets a quick saw screenshot, boom, there you have it.
1: Um that's how leaks occur. April nineteenth. Yeah, that's look that's look, the day that's, we're looking that's at. just net that's net nerd news to me because I read specifically the like, you know, the and it wasn't an interview article that I read, and they said it's sticking with its 45-day window that Warner Brothers agreed to with HBO Max. So I'm like, great. As much as I want to go to the theater to see it, if I can't, all I got to do is wait a little bit and avoid, uh, you know, uh, avoid certain pop-ups on my news feed. You know, so I'm not shocked by that. Do I want to go see it with with you fellas? Absolutely, but. You know, I th- 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 this is I don't know. April nineteenth ain't news to me. That's to me. That's the date I was expecting it to be here. So if it didn't ever happen that that, that the five of us would go schlep on down to Gotham City, I knew at least on four twenty, I'd be twisting one up with the Cape Crusader. You know.
0: So <laughs> is this you kind of like casually
1: backing out? Is that what? No, I, is no, that what not I'm not taking? At it? No. <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. But you guys know my personal condition right now, and I can't commit to anything just yet. You, you know sound I mean? all
0: right. It sounds like you can sit down and watch it for three it's, hours. That's,
1: that's, I'm not getting into it on the air, but three hours yesterday exhausted the ever-loving fucking shit out of me. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying no, but like I said to you guys, let me fix my, let me get my house in order and then I'll focus on the theme park. You hey know, guys, I,
0: you know what this the, means the four of us are going to go see it. We'll like have we'll get a fifth seat for Sean and we'll like queue up like, how are we going to do this? So I can watch it at home or we'll max, we'll watch it in the theater. We'll make it, we'll set it up. So it all happens like at the same time. So we're all like technically watching it. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing ideas.
1: Um, I really want to talk and I, about this I, one.
0: And here. I'm hearing crickets right now, so I'm just thinking yeah, of a re-
5: Arrested development <laughs> that uh, the uh guy for uh what is what is he called? The with the hat and he's got the camera and then he's like the stand in for the dad. I just re- I'm just thinking of that now. <laughs> the money is in the banana stand.
0: I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> that episode of Seinfeld with uh the, the bootlegger, um the death blow.
5: It's the oh, death yeah. blow.
0: We're gonna miss the death blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Good stuff. All right, well That's all I got. There's no Bruce Willis news this week. All right. And, well hold on. I, was oh, whoa, whoa.
4: I was just oh, I was just joking. Whoa, Willis whoa,
0: Willis whoa, whoa. Okay, what's up? One at a time. Andrew. What, what am, you am I saying? gonna
4: do without Bruno news? Nothing. I was just complaining because you don't have Bruno news for me.
0: I, I, I hey man, he's been quiet. Uh uh, uh He's been what Bruno's the, been quiet, man.
5: I keep getting it.
4: He's ad. making like he's making like a hundred movies a year. How's he quiet? Secret
3: Agent. Agent. it away.
5: No, I keep I'm sure we'll cover one
0: next week. What,
5: no, what? it's for eight it's like on AMC Plus. It's a Bruce Willis, Chad Michael Murray. And one of the other usual Fortress, suspects. Fortress. Uh, we
0: covered so it last
1: week. <laughs> no, 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 it's
5: a different one. It's like surviving the game or some shit like that. It, it's <laughs> no, a movie. That's that's just ice tea. tea. That's, that's just the ice tea Mary Busey. No, I'm being serious. It's a different movie than what yeah, we discussed right, no. last time. It's on. Hang it's on, on Am. It's an AMC Plus exclusive, and you can literally see Bruce Willis not giving a fuck in the trailer and like the two <laughs> scenes. What He's like, oh, Jesus. No. You you just see him pop up and he's like, "Hey, you better watch your back." Like that's literally all it is. Like I could do a better <laughs> yeah. fucking line reading than that. You I mean, Watch your back. Christ. Survive it. the game. Survive the game. There you <laughs> go. Survive the game. Off. So there you go. You got your uh, you got your Bruce Willis news. I keep seeing it at AMC Plus, but it's pretty amazing they can't cut together something that at least makes it look halfway decent. It's pretty telling that they don't even have that or Bruce Willis.
0: How many fucking movies is he doing with Chad Michael Murray?
2: I don't as know. That's why I got wants. confused.
0: This is like his third fucking movie I've read that he... They're read.
2: like the new De Niro Pesci.
0: Yeah. Got that right. <laughs> I mean,
2: look at, his,
4: look at the box art of his films over the past like 10 years.
5: Do you think they were shooting it and they're like, which one are we doing today? Fortress or, uh, <laughs> you know, surviving the whatever the fuck it's called. Fortress,
0: I even really survive cared. the game. Cop out two. What are we, what doing, are we doing this week,
1: guys? You guys talk like you forget that he wasn't in Motherless Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, but he was in that for five minutes.
1: And it doesn't matter. He
2: was in it for it as long. It still qualifies. He was, he was in it for the same length as we, he
1: was. We, 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 but, but yeah, we, we tipped our hat we, to William Hurt's Nine Minutes Academy Award nomination. So I'm just saying, hey, look, there's at least a halfway decent performance recently in Motherless Brooklyn.
0: He had just as much screen time in Billy Bathgate as he did in Motherless Brooklyn. Okay, your point. I, I have no fucking point. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just. Is, I'm just is, shit. The, the, Look, I wasn't here to talk about Bruno this week. Right? you is, is there a parameters? I, j- I, would, you know, I would, Like, I is there how long we Aaron get Wallace? to see
1: him? You know, on the screen before we can qualify it as a Bruno Rattolini production. I didn't make any I mean, which, or establish any. I, exactly. So, Motherless Brooklyn qualifies as a decent Bruce Willis movie. I'm not saying it's a Bruce Willis vehicle, I'm saying it's a movie with Bruce Willis in it. Okay.
4: Can we just talk about Commando again?
0: You na-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm confused. Like, you named off a Bruce Willis
0: film from like four or five years ago, and I'm supposed to be like, let's talk about it. Like I don't know.
1: No, I'm not saying let's talk about it, but you guys make it sound like it's been nothing but straight to DVD Pablum. Every once in a while, you know, a diamond pops up in the rock. I
0: think it's been a while since you, you know? looked at his filmography. I think you should be refreshing yourself, my friend. When we get off here, you should go check out his filmography. No, and, do it uh, right now in real time. I'll do it. Yeah. Look,
1: even look, even even a blind pig finds a truffle once in a while. Uh-huh. Okay alright let's let's move on to the coming interactions
4: hold on a second no I'm kidding go on
1: <laughs> coming soon to theaters
0: so did you guys get time to watch the, the newest Liam Neeson trailer for uh, memory
1: the bad man have been for a long time that's three people likely killed with the same weapon what's that Found them on the floor your shooter's losing his mind anything else I can do for you the room number again it's on the key holder ah
0: the retainer for your services is 10 million dollars
1: <laughs> no
3: call the contractor. I don't hurt children ever Listen to me very carefully. The girl stays alive. You are answerable to me.
0: A 13-year-old been relocated to a group home.
3: Was I room here room last room night? Yes.
0: What's wrong? You're sure? Hugo thinks it's a pro settling scores.
1: Trafficking Vincent Sierra. I can't keep doing your job for you. Who is this? You're too slow to make the pay what they did to children. They're not doing anything about it. He's taking out the traffickers that we couldn't.
2: He's interfering with an international investigation.
5: You said he wasn't going to be a problem.
2: I've done crazy things.
1: Why don't you and I just have a talk? I know you're not well. No time for that. If I'm dead, you'll never know the truth. Stand down! believe that you're a good man vincent if i can't finish this you have to but they have to be punished which side of this do you
5: really want to be on i want justice
1: we all have to die what's important is what you do before you go Yeah, Taken 17. Hold on. Sorry, but here open, we go again.
4: I want to openly admit I did not watch the trailer because as soon as you said it was a Liam Neeson film, I okay. just kind of figured that it was yeah. Taken 17. So, but let me let me start. Hold on. Hold on. Let me give my soapbox for a second. So this has to be the same thing as Taken, right? I bet no. you it has something to do with the FBI, and I bet you he's looking yes. for somebody. No, He has uh, he is, special skills, right?
0: He's a hitman. And his target is Monica Bellucci sets him up to kill this, like, teenager. And when he goes to kill her, he realizes, oh, you're 13. I don't kill kids. It's my code. So, like, he he takes her and, like, it's basically, like, him and her on the run from, like, this establishment because, like, all because he wouldn't you know put a bolt in her so and the, the kicker about this movie is it's called memory because he's getting up there in age he's old and he's suffering from memory loss like dementia so like he's forget shit so like I'm thinking like the film kicks off he goes in and like offs the wrong motherfucker he's like oh I'm sorry I thought this was room 120 this is room 220 I, where am I right now shit Penny.
5: Ed, didn't he already do a movie where he had a fucked up memory?
3: Oh, Isn't it called like Unknown?
0: Auto? Yeah, that, thats no, what I was no.
1: thinking of. I was like, he's yeah, already that's done That's what this. is. That's all this. We've like played I've, this game I've before, Liam. Come on. look, <laughs> look,
0: look. Liam Neeson uh, hasn't
4: done anything creative since Batman Begins. Can we just say that? Nah,
1: it's, uh, no, it's no. I'm going to beat you there, hardcore. Hold on. I think the last good piece of work he did was Martin Scorsese's Silence.
4: I never
5: saw that. Unfortunately, yeah, that was. It's good. a fucking that's, uh, Andrew it's
1: Garfield, right? Walk among the yeah Andrew Garfield, uh, Adam Adam Brody. Yeah, I walk among the I tombstones. To me, seemed like taking number t- taking twelve. Nah, old guy different. pissed off, going after some shit. Seen him do it before. I get it. That's where that's where the you know the, the twilight of your career goes. I take it none of you all you checked know. out Cold Pursuit. Uh, Cold Pursuit was funny. I never saw it I saw it it was but again it, it's still it's still when you when you boil it down you know to, to the flesh and bone when you boil it down to the
5: <laughs> I just imagine like you're just talking to people like you just go Burr.
0: I was gonna say <laughs> I've, got, I've got nothing what were you gonna
3: say? <laughs> <laughs> I was
4: gonna, I was, gonna,
0: I was gonna bring up Ted too, because I was gonna say the last thing that I liked him in was Ted too, for the the toll whole two
1: minutes. Well, that's the difference between you and me, pal.
0: What? I had, I got no dog in this fight. I've never seen Silence. I can't comment. I don't know
1: why. I don't know why you guys keep napping on this movie. I've been telling you about it for years. I'm not napping on it. It's a great movie. I actually it. own a
2: copy of it and I just ha- I haven't gotten around in a while. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get it in this week since you keep
1: it It's really I mean, granted, yes, the premise seems like like the premise and the runtime make it seem like a boring slog. But it would it's Scorsese calling the shots. So it's gonna grab you, man. I mean man, it's gonna it's one of
4: my best friends one of my best yeah. friends out in California, Colin, he's gonna film say back Colin, when it first came out, yeah. and he fucking loved it. And he is not a religious person at all. So no. I would definitely love to see this film. It's not a religious film, just so we're clear. It's not a film about religion. It's religion. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 the Jesuit priests that are going looking for basically Liam Neeson's character who who was out on a mission. It takes place during like the I don't know 15th or 16th century because it's like you know, I think like the late 1600s. you know uh, So yes, Catholicism it has a through line throughout the whole film but it's not like it's trying to convert you. you know what I mean It's that's just, it's just the, the crux of the of the story. Um, and that to me was the last non taken role that he's done in almost 20 fucking years. Almost 20 goddamn years. He's north of a decade of doing anything outside of, I, I have a certain set of skills, I will find you out.
2: Well, it's even he that.
1: He's rinsing and repeating that character. And, and granted, I get it. He's, ca- he's cash and the easy checks. They all were. They were all like every movie he did after
0: taking was pretty much just another version. Taking a train. Basically.
1: I mean. Taking you know, look, and take I gotta a little, little snowplow. Listen,
0: listen, stop for a second. I, I, and I, I'll be the first to admit some of them are fucking just mindless, dumb fun. The commuter, Salt in the Theaters. Had a fucking blast with it. I'll watch it today. Just, you know, it's a good hangover movie. A film like that. Same goes for, you know, The Grey. I don't mind The Grey. Uh, the next three days... Uh, someone mentioned Unknown earlier. That movie fucking sucks. That is god-awful. That's not even a fun movie to watch. So I'm not even going to include Unknown in that conversation. But, uh, uh, what was that one that he did on the fucking plane? Uh, non-stop, you know... The less said about Battleship, the better. Uh, but yeah, and yeah, yeah taking on a plane, taking on a train, taking on a boat. My point is, you know, some of them. I'm not saying they're like Academy Award winners, but they're just they're just dumb fun. That's all. And he's the king of it because it's a shtick and. And a lot of these movies are directed by the same people, too. Like, this one's directed by fucking Martin Campbell, who's done a lot of movies with Liam Neeson. And another one, speaking of Unknown, who did a lot of... I think this guy, um... uh, What's his name? Uh, Jean-May Colette, Sarah, whatever. uh, However you pronounce it. He directed, like, a shitload of Liam Neeson movies. He did uh, Unknown, Nonstop, Run All Night... The commuter. I mean, and now he's doing Black hey, Adam.
5: I just know if anybody wants to shit talk Liam Neeson, just take a look at Bruce Willis's fucking filmography and then get back to me on uh, Liam Neeson taking some bad lay roles. Down. Lay down.
0: Yeah, lay down.
5: Okay, Andrew. <laughs> oh, my No, lay I'm down. sorry. I'm talking to the dogs.
4: I thought I muted myself. My bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just hear this. <laughs> lay down. Oh, that no, no, dude, that's like, like,
3: really that's Corey's really fucking point. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm down, sorry. I I must have muted myself, tone.
4: forgot, and then unmuted myself and was like, lay down. Like, okay. I just
5: hoped you weren't talking to Scott. That's all.
4: <laughs> no, he's he's in bed. I'm taking care care of a puppy and another dog.
5: All right. Well,
0: let's move on then. Uh, to technically not a movie, no. But I told you guys there was a trailer for We Own This City. And since it's Baltimore-related, it's David Simon. We're all avid Wire fans. Here we go again.
4: If I was going to look up one problem cop as a prime example of what's
0: gone wrong here in Baltimore, where would I start?
1: Because I we want, yeah, you know, we want to run a little hypothetical by it. Say we're on an investigation, we're following a big-time drug dealer, a like real fucking monster, right? We, uh, you know, we get wind on where he's keeping his cash. And we actually come upon that cash. It's right there in front of us.
2: We just, you know, we take it.
1: What would you think about that? Everything changed when they came up with that expression the
2: war on drugs. With the war comes police militarization, a complete gutting of the 4th amendment. They put me in a unit made up of a bunch of the biggest crooks in the whole goddamn department. There's all this money to be made and I'm somehow supposed to be playing by the book with these motherfuckers.
1: Never giving up when I'm in my zone. I was going to die when I lost my soul. Jackpot I don't motherfuckers. See a when I lose control. I don't see a when I lose control. So, these cops
0: caught lying and
1: with their abusive behavior
0: remained on the street. They did.
2: If it is the feds who
0: are
1: honest, the case could go on for you. What case? Send no Pablo Escobar, it's the police.
0: In a war, you need warriors. On the ground, get down on
2: the ground! You have enemies. In a war, civilians get hurt and nobody does anything. In a war, you count the bodies and then you call them victories.
0: I'm excited for this, I I wish it was more than just six episodes, but did you guys watch the trailer for it, and if so, what are your thoughts?
1: um uh, yeah i I did I'd never heard of it before. I'm a little pissed that uh Tree Williams and John Byrne thought it't call me up to meet them you know down at fell's point for a pitcher of beer. They were just cakes. up in
0: Towson shooting a few
1: months ago.
2: they filmed it literally a half block down from my like something they like it, they were only here Yeah, down like, by you yeah yeah they it was like right down the end of my block paper down there,
0: yeah, they're all over so um. I mean, I remember when this all I mean, happened was, five years ago.
2: Yeah, I remember the, the the actual story. Yeah, I remember very
4: very vividly the story. Like, I'm very glad that they picked this story in particular to base the show around because, oh my god, it's riveting! It really is.
2: Yeah, it's going to be good.
0: So, real quick, uh, we in the city is an upcoming HBO miniseries. Uh, it's based on uh, the. A report from what was it, a, a, a probably a son, right? Article or something like that from the Baltimore Sun. Yeah, definitely, definitely
1: won the news. It won the news, American. Well, no, right it's, it's,
0: right? it's it's about <laughs> something that happened about five, six years ago here in Baltimore, just to get no, yeah, seven years ago. So it was it basically <laughs> the rise and fall of the Baltimore City Police Department's uh, gun trace task force and the corruption that surrounded it. And, Can I butt know, in real quick? Yeah, go for it, please.
4: All right. So Souter, if I'm not mistaken, was killed in November of 2014. This whole thing really escalated maybe during the Freddie Gray situation in May of 2015, if not before (laughs) it, right before it. Right. Like, I'll never, like, I remember being so captivated by this. Like, I kept, like, searching the internet and scouring for stories of an update on what was going on. Like, it was so crazy.
0: Yeah. And now they got a whole well miniseries based on it and it looks fucking damn good. You got John Bernthal, uh Jamie Hector, who is, of course, um Marlowe from The Wire. Uh a lot of people from The Wire I noticed. Of course, Josh Charles, who's also, you know, from Baltimore. So nice seeing him in something finally. Don Harvey popped up uh Treat Williams. Um it just Looks really really good. I'm really really excited to see this um, next. Now
2: everybody talks about the, the wire, rightly so. But did you guys ever watch the Deuce?
0: I watched the first season. I
5: did. Was that
2: Frank? Think of that.
0: I've, it. I've never
4: seen yeah, I Deuce, like it. I never seen the Deuce. I never seen the Deuce. But I saw the corner. Corner is fire. Yeah. The corners, good. Corner
0: brought me to tears when I first watched that. That's yeah, how dude, fucking it's, good it is.
2: It's, Highly
1: Sean, quarter
3: quarter.
2: honestly. Sean, what do you think of the Deuce?
1: Um, I I didn't I didn't finish it, so I'm I'm so I'm glad I got HBO Max now that I can go back and just catch up on the last season and a half. Yeah, it's all um you can see. I, right? Yeah, it's, it's I I know one it it went up there for more maybe like thirty episodes. Yeah. And I watched about half of those. Um, I was watching something the other day, uh, some kind of documentary, and I can't think of what it was, but it it was basically about, um, you know, forty seconds free in the late seventies, early eighties, when all that shit started going down, and it made me think back to, oh shit, I need to you know wrap up the deuce. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I liked it, you know, I did, I, I, I dug it. it 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 showed how, I don't know how it ends, but it shows how 42nd street became sleazy as shit yeah. back then, you know, like you couldn't, you know, that was, that's where Travis Bickle, you know, drives through and talks about the, the rain can't wash the scum out of the city. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I dug the deuce. At first, it was a little put off with Franco playing the identical twins. Yeah, I don't like, like that it, kind of
2: conceit in movies,
1: that the identical twins. Y- right, right, right. It did, it did. It took me about three or four episodes to kind of settle in and get comfortable with that. Like, okay, I just I can just put that aside and, you know, let the story tell itself for what it is. And uh, yeah, so so I did like the deuce. I haven't finished the deuce.
2: It's maybe one of the worst last episodes of a show ever. Like I hated the land. Really? Yeah, but oh, okay. I mean, but like everything leading up to that was great. They just they just didn't stick the landing for me. I, you might like, you know, I don't know. I I, I hated it. Though.
1: I, I can't even remember why. But it, it wasn't. Was it, it wasn't one of those. It wasn't one of those Deadwood situations where they left you hanging. Yeah, no. They definitely the wrap
2: it up. It definitely gets wrapped. Okay. Up Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, I've, I've I've got, like I said, maybe a season and a half left, so I'd have to start from, from scratch again you know, at this point. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, but I do remember what I saw I liked. What's the name? The guy that played Frankie Sabatka in season two of The Wire. Yeah, yeah. he's really good. Is in there for a good bit of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um. so, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm, I cannot think for a life of me what I was watching the other day. But it was it was basically talking about Forty Second Street and like how that shit really was. All right, well,
0: let's move on, guys. Who are we canceling this week?
5: Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. Someone just got canceled. Just
0: got canceled. I wonder what they did. Uh, Andrew, who are canceling? Hello? Yes. Hey. Oh, yeah, there you okay, are. Hey, sorry, hey,
4: hey. my microphone. Sometimes I hit mute. Sometimes I hit whatever. I'm about whatever. to cancel you, motherfucker. Yeah, well, fuck that. I'm about to cancel this microphone. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> So my, my biggest gripe, so I'm a big basketball fan, but I'm also a big Los Angeles Lakers fan. So my big, my, my cancel this week is uh, Russell Westbrook for a few reasons. Number one, I've always thought he was cancer to the locker room. I fucking hate Russell Westbrook in the locker room. That's why he's never won a ring. That's why he's never, you know, he's got triple doubles, whatever, but fuck that. Um, (laughs) The other thing that I want to point out is the fact that like his shot has been just absolutely disgusting this year. He's not nailing any threes. He's not really participating with the team. Like why the hell did we bring here, bring you here to Los Angeles home of what used to be Jerry Buster's fucking homeland. To disrespect our place like this, it's fucking disgusting. And three, and three, Russell Westbrook is never going to win a ring. I've always said that for the past like three or four years since he went from Oklahoma City to the Houston Rockets to, I guess he came straight to Los Angeles, right, after that?
5: No clue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You maybe pretty wish sure, yeah. I watched basketball.
4: Uh, I was about to say, I know I know Corey at least watches basketball, but either way, like, dude, I just I feel like he's never gonna win the big thing. And I feel like he is one of the biggest discrepancies on my favorite team in the world right now. And with that being said, I I don't think too much of the Los Angeles Lakers this year, but I, I've said it since day one. The biggest problem we have is Russell Westbrook. Fuck that guy. Can't <laughs> have you been um right. have Fuck you been me, watching
1: man. that winnings? Have you been watching that winning time, that uh that that HBO show? Did you check it out? Did it
5: start? Yeah, it started. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's two episodes I did up. Not, I, I, dude, I, I would love to watch yeah.
1: that. Oh, dude, it's 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 fun. It's it's you guys know that you you guys know I'm a big fan of those Adam McKay like satire on recent history type, you know, presentations like he did with the big short and sure, you know, dick. Uh, so it does that, and yeah, yeah it's John C. Rowley playing Jerry Bus, and you know, oh, it's I didn't basically know all about that. the yeah, yeah. John C. Rowley plays Jerry Buss, and it's you know, the there's I think there's only two episodes up right now, but it's it's it starts like around seventy nine or eighty, right when he when when they drafted, Irvin Johnson. Okay. So you know, you saying what you said, dude, you deserve? You need to sit down and just dig into okay. this. I'm
4: just saying, like. Call me a diehard fan or whatever you want, but like Jerry Bus is like one of my favorite human beings on the planet Earth. He created one of the greatest fucking teams on the like on the
1: planet and he knew exactly and this, where to go. Like he had it's, and, and it shows it. you got um
4: like he got he got the, he got yeah. Johnson out of the draft, obviously, but he more or less also like partitioned to get Kareem Abdul Jabbar, won those five titles, made made by the by the time
1: but by the time the show starts, Cap are, Cap's already playing for him. Um, but it's, it's, it shows, you know, how you know. I never knew that that both Johnson and and Larry Bird made their NBA debuts in the same season. Yes. However, yes. Bird was already Bird was already drafted, you know, by Boston and just. If I'm to, not you know, mistaken, you know, another,
4: I'm sure somebody, you know, somebody may or may not correct me, but I think. See, I don't know where Magic Johnson came from, but I know Larry Bird came from, like, maybe, like, Georgia or Virginia or something. Or somewhere on the East Coast, if I'm not mistaken. Indiana. Indiana. There you go. Like,
1: yeah, you're in Indiana. And and Johnson was from, uh, I believe... Georgetown. Uh, Michigan, no, no, Minnesota. not Georgetown.
4: Um, fuck, I, ju- I just watched that uh, NCAA Finals, too, not too long ago. But <laughs> I, I don't remember. But Yeah, the whole,
1: the, the, I also the whole show, out, like... It, the, the whole focus is Jerry Bus building up the dynasty you're speaking okay. of, and it's John C. Riley as Jerry Buss. But it does the typical Adam McKay thing where he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the audience and kind of sure. gets your kettle up to what's going on. That's, yeah, dude, check it out. Uh, I, you know Yeah, two episodes. I've, I've been watching on HBO Max. Um, I want to say it's their Sunday night, you know, 9 or 10 o'clock slot, you know. Um, but – yeah, it just started like two weeks ago. You will dig it, dude, okay. for real.
5: I
4: want to point As out much- a correction. I said Phil Jackson, I meant Pat Riley. Phil Jackson was the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I want to correct myself real quick. All right. But Pat Riley was the coach of the Showtime Lakers. Uh Phil Jackson was the coach of my Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. So
2: And I heard that Adrian Brody plays Pat Riley.
1: Yes, he does.
2: Ooh, okay. I like Adrian Bodie a
4: lot, so I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah, and, and and Jason Clark's in there as the as um Jerry Christ. I want to say Jerry Ross. I forget his last name, but but the the head coach, uh, Jason Clark plays that guy. So yeah, there's you know it's, it's, it's a little stack. No, no, I'm not, I don't mean that. Um, and either way, GM, GM, probably. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Either either, either way, give the give the winning time. <laughs> it's day in court. You of all people, hardcore, is going to dig oh, it. Oh, dude! I, based I, on what I you just talked about.
4: Okay, I, I'm a hardcore fan of the Lakers, so I would definitely do that.
1: It's and it's, it's about the classic Lakers too. Like you know, you and you, we haven't even seen. Oh like, well,
4: you know me, and my like, history. Yeah. I've dug deep I in the crevices. Know. So, <laughs> I
1: um, haven't so. seen AC Green yet. You haven't seen. You know any of those? But again, we're only two episodes in. If you you got access to HBO, right? I do. All right, there you go. Boom, two hours for you right there, waiting for you.
0: Um, Sean, we still canceling Kanye with Kanye this week. Yeah, Kanye this week.
1: Uh yeah, of course I'm canceling Kanye West this week. Fuck that guy. But um, I'm also going to cancel Tom Brady
4: hey oh dude i wasn't expecting this (laughs) fuck no i was not expecting this i've i've
1: I've got i've I've got things to say and you know you guys know i'm not a a big sports dude whatsoever but you know you know when news is news you know it reaches me um so yeah cancellation
4: got fucking the straight swipes sideswiped
1: to to me he's he's like oh i didn't get a chance to get a ring this year that's it i'm retiring and then three (laughs) weeks later i'm back so to me here's the thing tom brady is like the bro on your couch at 2 a.m asking if you have any more nachos as he opens your last beer (laughs) <laughs> that's who that fucking douchebag is okay he's a big fat fucking crybaby. i didn't get things my way i'm quitting wait a minute no i'm not quitting i'm coming back i won't fuck you pal and so yeah him him and kanye kind of have the same thing going on so what i'm doing is i'm canceling people who feed into their own ego that think they're bigger than mine
4: ed i want you to do me you a favor p- Yeah, what's that time slot this right here right now i want you to clip that little snippet of what Sean just went on a rant about and send it personally to me.
3: <laughs>
4: I've got a diehard Tom Brady fan at work and I just want to, <laughs> because that's exactly how I feel.
1: Uh, you yeah. want me to say it again? He is. He's the fucking Bro. You know. On your couch at 2 a.m. asking if you have got any more nachos. Andrew, got, um, Brady he right hand here, hand. here <laughs> on. <laughs> on
0: the podcast. And so. I was, that's one thing, but the other one is Andrew, your your microphone's kind of there. Try uh, and say I'm something. Sorry. Hello. Yeah, you're fine now. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was gonna say Corey's like a fucking diehard, fucking Brady fan. So I was waiting for you to speak up, buddy. <laughs>
5: yeah well I, I mean it's sean's cancellation I'm, i mean everybody you know i who am i to like uh disagree with the cancellation because one thing he did say i do agree like it it was so stupid like for him to i knew when he announced the retirement so close to the end of the season i knew it was going to be a fuck up i knew it was going to be like a brett Favre situation where like he's going to retire and then come back i mean granted uh I know, Ed, you and I talked about this, but Adam Schefter had a fucking hand in all this, you know, with that yeah, fucking he fucked it up. He, it.
0: he ruined it. He ruined the big fucking announcement. And, guys, Brady wanted to do it on his own terms. And, look, here's it, the thing. It only lasted fucking six weeks, yada, yada, yada. I get this and that and everything. But, it's, it. it if he really wants to keep on playing, then fuck it, dude. That's his prerogative. If, if, and he can still
1: fucking do it. You know, eh. no, but 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 look look at it this way: if you quit your fucking job, You didn't quit. Did to turn didn't around quit. and walk he back retired. in three weeks later? you walking through, sir. No, I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm not quitting. I'll well, you don't think that quit. they were. You don't think somebody, that Bruce Aaron was on the fucking phone every day begging him to come dude. back. Fuck all that bullshit. You, he doesn't even We don't even watch the sports, so so you don't even know what like. the hell is going on. I don't. I don't. I don't, but Tom Brady's like the white Kanye No, but you're- Because but, they're both big, fat, fucking crybabies. I, I can't believe I'm sitting here defending- Who <laughs> act like a bunch of fucking all right, pussies shut up. when shit I, don't I, go their way. I can't believe way. I'm actually
0: sitting here defending Tom fucking Brady. I'm saying, he fucking retired. <laughs> legitimately retired. He fucking felt- he still wanted to go. He's so, yeah, it's, that is, it's, it's, it's not like
5: he quit in the middle of the season. Like quitting to me right, is like right. in the middle of the season. It's not going my way. Fuck it. I'm done. Like we're not having a good season. That's quitting. Retiring is a little can bit I, different. Can I speak for
0: a second? Yeah. I'll hurry up. Cause I, feel, I don't want to get too overboard on this episode.
4: I won't, but listen, uh, all right. So Tom Brady deserves to be back in the game. The thing about it is the fact that I do agree with you. I think Adam Schaffner really, blew this out of proportion
3: he I, I think period. he was
4: on the fence i think he was on the fence and then adam Schaffner heard some dude who heard some dude who heard some dude say that i might retire and tom brady's like you know what i i might feed into it so i i would say it's like a pr stunt, but at the same time it doesn't need to be a pr stunt i just feel like tom brady wasn't ready
5: no I right. I,
4: I I said since he lost since he lost the last playoff game like he's not done. Tom Brady doesn't go out just like on his back cuz he got fucked up in the last game. Yeah, but... it was
0: a, it was pretty bad.
4: <laughs> so I'm just saying like that that's not Tom Brady. If he loses he's going to lose like clean in the middle of the ring you know wrestling wise uh, we'll
2: but plus the thing is like I I can care less one way or the other. I mean, I Tom, Tom Brady won me over a few Super Bowls ago. I used to hate him, too, and then it's like I'm, I'm getting I. Like, like Mozart do his thing or like Picasso paint. You know what I mean? Like we're seeing the best who's ever done it do it. There's something fun about that, even if I'm not a fan of the team that he's a quarterback for. So Thank I you, mean, Justin.
0: He went to a whole new <laughs> team and won the whole fucking thing. Yeah, the exactly. I mean, there's there.
2: something to respect about that. It's uh, That's well, that's not easy well, to do. Look, you know? look, I, I
4: want to leave off on this because I'm a huge fan of the, you know, just sports in general, but I'm not James, but I'm very glad that he won a ring, not just for the Lakers, but just for him in general. Like, I like to see people that are still going, you know, like 35, 37, 38, 40, whatever. It's going to be 45 in August. Tom Brady's like 45, though, like it's an all type of it's an all new type of respect that you just got to give to them for being that good as old as they are like if you were yeah. complaining about them back in like 2007 2008 that's one thing but it's 2022 dude i don't know
2: <laughs> and him i just and him retiring at the end of like right at the end of the season it could have been a physical thing like at that moment like his body might have just been like fuck you man i'm not doing this anymore he's had a month well, and a again, to, he, months he to he heal got, up a little bit. Now he's probably like, oh, you know, I, I didn't really mean that. I'm ready to play.
4: I mean, I get that. But, like, also, like, statistically speaking, like, he just got just smashed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a guy like Tom Brady, who has that many stats, that many awards, that many accomplishments. It's like, do I really want to go? Like, look yeah. back at what you did over the past 365 days. Is it worth another 365 to either prove to somebody better it or at least like move toward an accomplishment like I get it when you're that good don't give up.
5: I just if want you to can say, still
4: go just go.
5: yeah I just want to close it out uh real quick because I'm a Brady fan I just want to justify like what set me as a Brady fan because Justin you kind of mentioned it I was watching him play his first playoff run against the Raiders it's the tuck roll game back in 2002. And just watching this seventh-round draft pick out of nowhere, because back then he was a nobody, and he's playing in the snow. And, yeah, it was a controversial call with the tuck roll. But still, he got his team in position to one, and ever since then I've
2: been a fan. So, yeah, can he be a tuck rule. That That's a big reason why people hate him is that game.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, that deflate game is a new to do with him, one. though. A, see, at the of end reasons. of the day,
4: I don't hate Tom Brady for that. That's not his problem. It's a rule. And he is smart enough to understand the game of football to where he was like, dude, that's a rule. So I, I'll give it to him on that.
1: All right. Yeah, I hope I hope he braces him yeah. for two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes Uh, into the first
0: quarter. (laughs) I am going to be canceling McDonald's this week. It's fucking Shamrock Shake (laughs) season, supposedly. But I wouldn't fucking fucking know. Because goddamn, the shake machine's never fucking working. Every time I go, no matter what, it never fails. Shamrock Shake season can't do it. Because the Shamrock Shake machine always fucking down. Can't do Dude, it, That's, man. An, un- nah, that's you- an
4: unspoken role at McDonald's. Their fucking shake machines do not work. Because
0: they're too fucking lazy to clean it. That's all it is.
1: Correct. Nah, no, no, no. Did, did, didn't you guys ever watch the documentary, you know, about what's going on with that? There's like an actual, like, some underhanded shit going on with some fucking backdoor lawsuits and shit over, over their ice cream machine. You didn't know about this? Tell me more. No. Tell the me, pe- more, tell yeah, me yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, essentially, what it was... Was like the reason those those ice creams machines were, you know, out of order so often is because they're all obviously it's a giant big mechanical surf serve like robot if you will, um, and it had a particular like like pre programmed cleaning process or whatever, and it, there was there was some corruption within that, but because mcdonald's corporate had signed some sort of agreement with this manufacturer this particular machine all their franchisees had to use this machine or they lost their franchise agreement a couple years ago some software company came up with a thing that basically found a way to crack the code and while the thing gets stuck in this cleaning cycle that nobody can figure out how to disabled on the side of the soft serve machine the couple of young kids would basically like a startup had a flash drive you plug it in boom fix it right away but what where mcdonald's had them over the barrel was you as a franchisee were not authorized to use anything but this machine and or their like you know Repair repairmen, their they're third party contractors and shit, which were totally unreliable. The machine is legitimately down because gunk gets stuck in there. the the, the hardware, the software gets confused, so it won't reactivate the machine. And the employees don't know how to fucking do it. The franchise owners, they not owners, don't know how to do it. They call on this third party company who takes three weeks and multiple visits to rack up their invoices before your machines fix and it goes down three days later some startup creates a flash drive that says you plug it in you got shakes in the next four to six hours but now if you use this fucking thing you lose your franchise Sean. There's a full on... I, I, I shit you not, that's the truth.
5: Don't take this the wrong way, but I think you got too much time on your hands if you're going this deep on the McDonald's soft serve. I was good about this fucking say, Dude, what the fuck? But How dude. the hell did we oh, get into a God.
0: goddamn 10 minute like behind the history of the I literally... I... All I wanted was a shamrock shake. That's all I fucking wanted.
5: Holy I crap. Had we'll delve deeper next pack. week on our new podcast fucking mcdonald's milkshakes (laughs) and you i had to double check to make
4: sure i'm muted or not because like i'm fucking dying like (laughs) what's going on right now
1: you guys think i'm full of shit i'm not i don't think
4: you're full of shit but (laughs) hold
1: i believe like 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 we've already established here on the show If I feel there's an injustice or some sort of stupid bullshit going on, I stop and do my fucking research to find out who to point the fucking fingers at and cancel them, and that's what I do. All right, shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Sorry I'm the smartest guy in the room. Who the hell's
0: next? (sighs) Jesus. Is it, is it you? Yeah. Give it to Corey. You give it to Corey. Corey, someone, someone cancel someone. Probably cancel everybody.
5: <laughs> I'm canceling. I don't know the name of the app developer, but whoever developed it's called. It's an app I use for cataloging my movie collection. It's called My Movie Pro, and oh, it works God. fairly well. Yeah, I remember that app it works well I don't have an issue with the functionality what I have an issue with is every couple of years when they want to upgrade to a new version and I constantly get to upgrade things you sure you don't want to upgrade to my movies five you sure you <laughs> don't want to upgrade to my movies five no fuck you I spent my seven dollars I got right. my my movies I'm good it catalogs I'm good I don't need more shit and I don't need you to keep asking me you fucking app developers I gave you the seven dollars or whatever it cost <laughs> it works fine fuck you I'm done I don't want to see any more of that shit Right. But maybe I'll, I got to research shit more. I'll get back to you guys next week on my my movies pro expose. I guess
1: <laughs> is that the tomorrow we just take a picture of the barcode and it you know, automatically yes. like categorizes it for yes. you. Yeah, yeah. I had that. I had that for a hot minute. I needed it because I
5: realized like people had shit of mine that like I completely forgot about. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I re- I remember you could you could do like a loaned out list and like you yeah. could keep track of who t- who borrowed what from who. Which
5: by the way, it- yeah. I d- uh, my app said, uh, uh, "What is it? Uh, Last House on the Left was due a fucking week ago." Oh, way. it said
1: that. It's right there. I'm just joking. as 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 twenty eight dollars in Blockbuster late fees, pal. I don't know. I, I'm at the fucking
0: is Ford to Justin. Where's that? How's that possession?
2: Well, I gave it? Oh no, I did I, I gave. I took it to show. I'm looking at took, it right now. Yeah, I I'm looking you'd at see him it. before I'd see you. Fuck. I'm looking at it. Everyone playing hot potato
0: and shit. God damn. Yeah, well, how much is it worth to you? I I
2: figured you'd be over there recording.
0: It's literally worth thousands, so... Okay,
1: how much you got on you right now? You better fuck the fuck
0: off, okay? <laughs> you gimpy motherfucker. No, dude, it's
1: safe. It's safe. No, like uh, when Justin came over a couple of weeks ago, we had a little fucking crass movie marathon. He brought it. It's sitting right here, buddy. It's safe. I got it. But All by right, the way, I'm, you've had I'm some literally of mine for four right
2: years out. now. Oh, so uh, dude, like I got like a whole handful. You. I was waiting for you to fucking
0: just <laughs> reference that shit. Um,. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I
4: literally even, just came I, back from using the bathroom. <clears throat> oh, I'm not even going to be coy again.
0: about it. I've got a whole handful of his movies. What, Andrew? Nothing. All right. Who's Anybody else want to cancel
1: anybody?
2: Uh, I think I haven't done one. Um, so I'm going to save everybody the embarrassment and just preemptively cancel the Academy Awards.
1: Huh, huh. It's going to be a
2: <laughs> three-hour and ten-minute cringe fest. It's well, just going to be, be a shit show. And the red carpet shit before it that goes on for like six hours. Cancel all that. It's just. <laughs> is it, it's, it bad
4: that the red carpet is a lot more important than the actual
2: awards itself? Yeah, it is bad. As I was just about it's to terrible. say, like, it's outlived its usefulness. It's, it's like, I, I, I think it has no relevance at this point. It's kind of, if you think about it, stupid anyway to pick one movie over all the other. Like, there's. Years where any one of the movies nominated could have won, so it's just the whole thing's stupid. Just do away with it.
0: You really think they're going to do with it after all these years? No,
2: I don't think they're going to. I I think they
0: should. But, um, uh, Sean, are you going to cancel anybody? Jordy do it. He did it, Tom Brady. That's right, Tom Tom Brady, Brady, bro. Uh Andrew. No, 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 no. I got no a go on Kanye West. Yes, yeah, okay, go, go, go on Kanye West We're reign. moving on.
1: We're moving on. We're moving books. on. Oh, I got more moving <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> I got m okay. week. Weekly recommends, pal. Weekly recommends.
2: What would you get for a six year old boy who chronically wets his bed?
0: Alright. Uh, I'll kick it off. Uh so this week I'm recommending Toby Hooper's The Fun House. I watched that movie a couple weeks ago and I'd be a liar if I said that I wasn't having fun because that movie is a blast. Very underrated. Very overlooked. Um, The fucking head creature design is just... It's so good. Um, Matter of fact, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Clark who we interviewed last month, he actually has one of the original uh masks from that. Uh what what's his name? Uh, Gun-, Gun not Gunther. Uh anybody seen The Fun House? Am I the only one person who's I, ever seen The Fun House? I
1: have. I have. I have. Because I remember um the, the the guy that played what's the name, Grandpa or whatever in House of Thousand Corpses was in it.
0: Yeah, um, Gunther, I was right. It's, it's Gunther. It's, Gunther Henson?
1: But my, my 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 biggest beef with it was there wasn't enough of that. That there was more like it spent more time with the kids being lost in the closed down carnival and funhouse room than it did like show you know give me the give me the mass killer that's the only reason that's never made it you know a five star for me was because I you know I, I I felt there was prim, there was potential for more of this freaky mongoloid. Half breed, whatever. Yeah, I mean I, I, I there's to, there's a lot to flow the groove.
0: Yeah, it's a creepy movie though. I like uh Kevin Conway, he plays numerous roles in the movie. Um fucking William Finley shows up as Marco the Magnificent for like a, a scene. Um, Sylvia Miles. I I've always liked the movie, like I said. Um the makeup design's great. Um, it's just, it's got that, that 80s feel, you know, it's like they get trapped in a funhouse and a carnival, like who goes to carnivals anymore, you know, it's like a staple from like back in the day that I'm sure they're still around, I just never personally been the one in well over a decade, maybe even two. But this movie just takes me back every time I watch it, um, maybe it's just the, uh, the whole, 80s aesthetic i don't know what it is about the movie i just think that uh toby hooper uh directed pretty memorable kick-ass slasher film um
1: yeah but that's my that's my argument is to me the one enough slasher and that slasher film, I felt it felt there was more no, build up. in suspense.
0: that's what it is. It's more built up and suspense than cause it's, right. It's like right. they're all trapped in this as, fun as a house. They're trapped in this fun and you never know when this Gunther's gonna pop up. You know, Um you know. spoiler all Once it gets down to yeah, Gunther and the and the, the the final girl, um, it's pretty intense. I I really enjoy it. Um Especially there's a scene where she's in this like gear mechanism room and like she like gets away from Gunther, but then like she, he could pop up anytime. And it's like she's just sitting there anticipating him to come through and it's like you as the viewer is sitting there just waiting for the pop up as well and you know it's an effective scene. A lot of stuff in that movie works for me, so check it out, guys. The Fun House came out in '81. Uh, Screen Factory did a thing on it they they put out a version of it about seven eight years ago so that's how I watched it I ordered it on Amazon for like 13 14 bucks and watched it so yeah anyway the Funhouse house 81 toby Hooper check it out
1: uh show what are you gonna recommend this week um just in order to get a kick out of this I'm going to recommend Robert Altman's mash yeah I think that is th- that film I, I sat down with it again uh, a few nights ago and that film still makes me laugh. Um, the jokes come like a bullet train a mile a minute, but it's also that that Robert Altman type of direction where it's like normal conversations are happening over top of one another. So you kinda of have to pay attention. Like like there's certain jokes buried in the background that you don't catch till like three viewings later. Yeah. You know, and it's a young Elliot Gould, young Donald Sutherland, <clears throat> you know, as Trapper John and Hawkeye. Um yeah, it's 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 fun, if I'm not mistaken. It's literally the first time the the, the, the word fuck – was uttered like on a major cinematic motion picture, you know. Um, I I actually a friend of mine used to work like doing sanitation, like logistics type thing, and like we go clean up after people abandoned shit. And he came, he came over to my place one day, and he handed me a copy of the actual book, you know that that the film was based on, because it went from book to film to you know, now legendary TV show. Right. And reading MASH was like reading Fletch where like I'm just reading shit and laughing out loud to myself. Um and I, said, I don't know, man, it's just something about that film that just you know, it's it's, it's always going to be funny. You know, and just the cleverness of the dialogue, the delivery the the characterizations the I, I, my favorite bit of trivia actually two bits of trivia about the film that i love is how the studio forced Altman to put the opening crawl screen text to clarify that this is the Korean War not the Vietnam War that we were currently you know wrapping up because the film came out in 1970 But it really was. It was him thumbing his nose at, you know, the the occupation of Vietnam. That and the fact that his son actually makes more movie off of this than he does. Do you guys know that?
2: Yeah, he wrote the song.
1: He wrote the song and he was, what, 15, 16 years old? Mike Altman wrote Suicide is Painless and, and we all know it by heart. And, yeah, this every time the movie plays, the kid gets a check. He's making more money off the film than, than, than his dad did. I just, yeah, it's, I, think I can't even, speak enough about it. I think
2: even that was like a thumb in his nose at the studio because I think they insisted that he put, like, a, a pop tune in it somewhere.
1: Yeah. And he was like, fuck yes. them,
2: I'll get my 15-year-old son to write it. Like, screw him. And it ended yeah, up becoming a Yeah, he did.
1: He, yeah, he came home one day a little flustered from work. And, a, and little Michael Michael Altman offered to help, and he delivered Suicide is Painless. It brings so many changes. Yeah, man. I have, um, Corey, Andrew, Ed, have you guys seen MASH, the film? No, I can't say I have. Really? So, like, because when I was young, like, I always thought it was the TV show. Yeah, and I've the TV i just seen Yeah. Of course, and yeah, it was legendary.
4: I was, was going to say I've, I've seen the TV movie. show, but I've never seen the movie. Now,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. So the movie the movie came out in '70, and the TV show didn't start till like '73, '74. Um, but I just remember distinctively the first time I found out about there was a movie about it was I was at my grandparents' house on a Thanksgiving. I was probably six, maybe seven years old. And I'm going through the records and I pulled out an album and it was a soundtrack for M.A.S.H. And it's the legendary image of two really sexy legs with an army helmet flashing the peace sign. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, M.A.S.H. I mean, Robert Altman makes great movies, but M.A.S.H. is one of the hands-down funniest movies you're ever going to watch. And you know how and much... Man, the thought-
4: show comes from the movies? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah absolutely yeah Didn't yeah I there's a that. couple of characters <clears throat> from the film that were either either combined into one or completely eliminated before they went and one of the same here with the show
2: radars the same in both
1: yeah radars in there um i think he might be the only one yeah i, think, carried I over. think i think he's the only one some of the characters gary, carried
2: over but they were different actors. yeah
1: yeah G- gary berghoff you know carried over from the film to you know, the the, the, the sitcom, um, and then obviously you had Donald Sutherland as, as Benjamin Hawkeye Pierce, which Alan Alda played, and, you know, young Elliot Gould as Trapper John McIntyre, you know, and that's who Wayne Roberts played. You know, it was just, I don't know, man. It's just, you guys, oh, there you want a good laugh, check out MASH, especially if you're against Fucking war in general, which all these surgeons are—they're there to get laid, get drunk, and hope they don't have to—you know—sever any body parts off of poor young soldiers. Yeah, Mash is where it's at for me. All
5: right, Andrew, what you got?
4: I've got House from
1: nineteen eighty-six. Now, I'm
4: nice. Yes, I fucking love. Yeah. I love House so much.
1: William Cat. It has
4: George Went. Yeah. it was uh obviously from cheers and i fucking i absolutely love him as norm like fucking love that guy's norm so and I then got john house, ratzenberger house, in part two yeah for sure right like i don't know why but just house is some sort of a horror <laughs> film that has always stuck with me ever since i was young like i remember that being one of the earlier horror films i saw and like it's just <clears throat> definitely a. Uh, stuck with me over the years but if you've never seen house i highly recommend you to
5: wasn't the uh, it's not the- it's
4: it doesn't have like the most high-end director i think it is steve minor is his name yeah if i'm not mistaken okay but it's, it's <clears throat> at least produced by sean s cunningham so it's like you understand yep. it's it's from the heart of horror for sure but highly recommend that for
1: sure
5: what is
1: it the and there's uh, and Know, like the ding dong, ding dong, you're, you're dead. Yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, the front, dead. the
4: the front cover of it, just the dead hand. Yeah, the hand. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's, I, I actually saw it in the theater. Do a double Believe feature. Watch one I, and I,
4: two. How many of them were there? Was there three?
1: I I think the, the second one is still enjoyable to me. Yeah, I it's love got, I love you know, House
4: 2, Yes, for sure. But I don't I don't think I've ever seen the third one. No, yeah, I, I just know, know
1: you, that there is it, one. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, even in house, with House 2, they started kind of leaning into the, you know, let's cast a sitcom actor gimmick because you had both John Ratzenberger in House 2 after, Hold on, let me look this you up know, real quick. George Went was in House 1, but you also got uh, Richard Maul who played Bull on Night Court. He's in House 2 as like a Vietnam vet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've actually seen House Two, more than I've seen House. Yeah, one.
2: same with me. I was a big House Two fan.
1: Yeah, but both both are really fun, right? You know, but it's 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 that like horror fans kind of humor. You know what I mean? And like like the the running gag with the the old west like gunslinger right. or whatever he's like a rotting corpse just sitting down there in the basement. I haven't you know, seen yeah. one in
2: a long time. I've, I, those are, like, on my list to go back and check out. Now we're talking about
1: yeah, it. Is, yeah, it's definitely, it's it's corny, cheesy 80s. Yeah. Just, like, you know, it, 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 the fun's in there. You know, yes, it's a horror movie. Yes, there's a lot of dark comedy in it for horror fans. You know, yeah, House is definitely definitely a keeper for me.
4: All right, so let me just jump in real quick. I just Wikipedia'd this. There is a three and four. No. <laughs> four, three and four is more of a spiritual successor, though. Talking three
2: about House. Is,
4: yes. Three just, is the horror show. Is the third one apparently?
0: Yeah, I just bought the collection one, uh, the the Arrow collection, uh, a few weeks back. I, uh, okay. I, it's funny to it mention a, that. Yeah, here in the states, Bishop, there's no like, House Three from the aliens. Alien. Yeah. Listen, That's listen, yeah, listen. Okay. I'll explain it to you. In the U.S., uh, there are t- three houses, technically. There's house, house two, and house four. House three in the U.S. is called the horror show, like you just said, Andrew. And it was uh, uh, Lance Henriksen and uh, the late Brian Johnson is uh, the killer, and uh, I think that's his name, Brian Johnson.
2: I think Brian Johnson's from AC/DC. I know who you're talking. No, about. You're talking about Brian
0: James. Yeah. Yes, Brian James. Thank you. Um, he's the killer in the in the movie, and it's it's whatever. But everywhere else, it was House Three. So my the collection that I bought for the Arrow put out is actually uh, it's read it's, it's 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 a import, and it's technically it, my my version has it's called House Three, and it includes. <laughs> The U.S. version. Now here in the states, Screen Factory put out the the horror show. I used to own the Screen Factory disc, but it was never once on there. Was it alluded to it being House Three because in the U.S. they because of rights? I don't know why, but there was is it no House Three. It's okay. It's I I haven't seen the uh the European cut yet, so I'll let you know once I finally get around to watching that. But yeah, it's funny you guys mentioned House because I just picked that up about a month ago. I love so it.
4: So House Four, though, let's talk about this for a second. I'm looking at this right. <laughs> yeah, now. William
0: Cat comes back for. It. They bring his character <laughs> that's back. That's what I'm saying.
4: Like, what's going? What's going on with this? He.
1: Jesus. he I. I haven't year years.
0: This? I think it was 92. Ninety-two.
4: That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't believe I've never seen. This.
0: Something about him getting into an accident. In the I can't believe of the movie it didn't he accidentally dies. run
4: on Sci-Fi Channel while I was.
0: I don't know. Watching it.
5: Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Alright, um, who's next?
5: So, mine this week, it, it's funny because Justin mess, uh, mentioned the uh, Oscars and I agree with what, what you were saying, Justin, but I still kind of like to see a lot of the movies that are nominated. So, oh. uh, the one I just watched, I actually had to sign up for a free trial on Apple. Uh, Coda, Child of uh, Deaf Adults. I've been interested in uh, Coda for a little while because it's been. I know it's been streaming for um, a good time now uh, but I don't know just the whole premise interested me just uh, um, about a teenage girl whose whole family is deaf and just she wants to be uh, a musician and sing and just her dealing with that it was just very interesting like things I would never even think of uh, if you lived with a deaf family uh, you can definitely tell uh, the writer and director it, it must be a personal story I don't really I didn't really look into it I don't really know the you know the stuff behind the movie but I'm assuming it was like a somewhat autobiographical thing just by the excellent writing, just by the acting. I mean, the um, family is all played by deaf actors, and it just lends.
0: Kind of like sounds a, like uh, Sound of Metal.
5: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. It's just, it's a different take on that. I like Sound of Metal. Uh, I love that oh, one as well. Sound of Metal. But this one has different themes. Like, you know, this is not a metal. He's like adjusting to this whole new world. It, basically, in this movie, you know, the daughter who can, you know, hear and talk. She's like the gatekeeper for the whole family. Like, basically, she's the adult and the deaf parents are the kids in the in, in the family, essentially. And she wants to go away to college, to, uh, you know, to be a singer. And it's just basically about her dealing with that. Uh, you know, it's very emotional. It's very heartwarming at the end. Uh Just a great movie. I, I was glad I signed up. It was definitely worth the, you know, sign, going through the BS of signing up for a trial just to watch that. Right. Uh Yeah. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it made me tear up at the end. It, it's a touching movie and I recommend everybody check it out. If you're somewhat interested. I,
0: I definitely will. All right. And finally, Justin, what do you got for
2: us this week? Yeah, I, I'm, coming up to the end of an apple trial so i'm going to try to squeeze that in based on that recommendation I, I i think that's going to be the best picture winner by the way too i think that's going to based on what i'm saying um as far as recommend this was a tough week like i'm i'm on a bit of a, a bad run lately with movies like the past week has been a lot of shit not shit or like like a eh, kind of thing more or less like right. the, the green knight i wanted to like wasn't a fan of french oh. dispatch and um train spotting too which i really wanted to like is one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life oh
4: (laughs) no i've never seen it i've never seen it but dude i love chain spotting so much yeah
2: I do. it's one of my favorite movies so like i went in with low expectations hoping that it would like surprise me as would i as i'm worse than i could have imagined but the thing is i was curious afterwards because it kind of came and went nobody talks about it whatsoever so I was like, did everybody hate this as much as I did? And the reviews are like all positive to glowing. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Like my opinion, I mean, it seems like everybody else seems to like it. Um, but the one I'm going to recommend, and it's not super enthusiastic, but it's the best thing I watched all week, was um, Tina Fey and Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. That's another one that kind of <laughs> came and went like nobody talked about. It's like two thirds of a, a decent movie, though. Like, you know, she's a, a she's like writing like little fluff pieces at a newspaper and she like gets they want any unmarried and uh, people with no kids to go cover uh, what's going on in Afghanistan. So she just she's kind of bored with her life. So she does it. And it's just a story of like embedded reporters. Nothing you haven't seen before. If you watch that kind of thing. Right. Um I think it's maybe... I, I want to like Tina Fey more than I do, and I think this is the, the most I've liked her in a movie, so you know, it not a super enthusiastic, like, recommendation this week, but if you got nothing better to do and you stumble across it, it's worth a look.
1: Yeah, I, t- I, t- I watched it a couple of years but ago. Yeah. I wasn't
2: mad at it. Yeah. falls well, apart yeah, so d- but-
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It was... It's, it's it, it's a, it's a time filler you know what i mean yeah. um it's still some entertaining shit in there there's you know there's, there's some there's some moments that make you laugh yeah. um i mean at the end of the day it's a whole fish out of water story when you boil it down right. um but yeah I, you know i i saw it i wasn't mad at it All right. well
0: I guess it's time to put a pin in another edition of FuryCast. But before we get out of here, I want to let you guys know that we'll be back on Tuesday. The very special episode where the gang's going to be talking about a big one. Because you all voted for it last month on Twitter. And because Batman's all the rage right now. We're doing The Dark Knight. Oh yeah. This week. Coming up on Tuesday. The Dark Knight on the film effect. So... Shout out to everyone who downloaded and listened to us over the last week. Our episode on Scream is doing very well right now. I just wanted to thank everyone who's listened to it so far. And if you liked it, then leave us a review and let us know what you thought. So listen, we want to hear from everyone no matter what your opinion is. So leave us either a rating on Spotify, a review on Apple Podcasts, or go to the the slash review slash reviews. And handle it directly. Also, don't forget to follow us over at Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast. We're on Twitter at Film Effect Pod, TikTok Film Effect Podcast, email Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com, and all that good stuff. Links in the episode notes, guys, as always. And just like that, we have reached the end of another episode. Corey, Sean, Justin, and Andrew, gentlemen. Any last words before we depart?
2: Be safe,
1: everybody. Be good. Um, yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers.
4: One love, peace out, be safe. See you guys.
1: Alright, well, I don't know about you guys, but I got a
0: mogwai. I gotta feed before the clock strikes midnight. So as much as i love to stay and continue to chat things up, I've gotta make like a tree and get the fuck out of here. See you all next week. Take care now. Bye bye.
2: See ya. See ya.
1: This concludes our broadcast day. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are.
5: There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? Why? Because you got that X Factor. That day's a
0: struggling and may soon be over. Hollywood, here we go.
5: So this is it. Our own studio backlot
1: you am looking for a place to stay? Oh well, yes, sir. That's one of this whole bitch. And my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion.
5: He don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? Much obliged. I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through.
1: If daddy
2: catches us,
5: there's no telling what he might do.
1: My wife is not well. Well, It happens after dark.
5: don't want to leave, do you? People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this.
3: What?
4: Are
5: you alright?
3: No. <laughs> Boys found this inside. What do you think
1: is on it? I see one goddamn fucked up horror picture.
0: All right, guys, if you stuck around to the end of the episode, that means you're at least curious to hear my initial thoughts on the new film X that was released today from filmmaker Ty West. And funny enough, this is his first horror film, and I want to say nine years. Because the last film he did for the genre was The Sacrament, which was that Jonestown massacre film that I talked about on the show before with Justin. I do remember talking about it. I just don't remember what episode that was. I do believe it was a, one of my recommends for that week. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's been almost 10 years. If it hasn't been that long, it's pretty damn close. So, X. Uh, welcome back, Ty West. Welcome back, Tenfold. Tenfold. He definitely delivers the goods in this movie. Um, now again, this is right off... This is about an hour after me getting home and getting settled in. Finally getting the time to sit back behind a microphone and deliver my initial thoughts. So they're very fresh in my mind. There's a lot of this movie I'm still computing. But, you know, I'll kind of go down some quick pros and cons, I guess, is the best way to handle this. Uh, off the cuff... Uh, first things first, talking about prose, I have to acknowledge Mia Goth. This movie belongs to her. Uh, there's a lot more to her role that I really can't talk about because it will dive in this spoiler territory, but, um, and, and if you know what I'm talking about going into this, then yeah, it's handled really well. Um, and I didn't even know. So yeah, that's all I'm going to say. So, that sounds cryptic, it is. Uh, the rest of the cast, for that matter, Kid Cuddy, Jenna Ortega, who I raved about this past week on our Scream episode, uh, Brittany Snow, Martin Henderson, Owen Campbell, who I was not even familiar with up until this film. But yeah, everyone in this movie is a really young cast, and um, they all have their own, you know, stereotype but in this movie and that kind of goes into my next pro is the um, the clever way that Ty West takes your horror cliches and your horror tropes and the way he incorporates them into the movie a lot of the things are in your face a lot of the things are also subtle so I'm not quite sure if like that's the point or that's the idea because I definitely noticed a lot of things that he might not have even been going for intentionally, so who knows, because I was just kind of like once I saw what he was doing early on my mind was kind of trained to like look out for things throughout the movie, and a couple of them might have been just me overthinking so, yeah um, the 70s aesthetic that he uses for this movie, because it takes place in 79, just fucking ace, that's all I'm gonna say, uh, and that includes the music um, Uh, especially one scene that cleverly uses, uh, Blue Oyster called Don't Fear the Reaper. I know I know, a lot of people are probably moaning right now, like, really, another film with Don't Fear the Reaper? Trust me, it's used in a key scene in this movie that I really dug, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, Speaking of music, the effective score from Tyler Bates, who I'm surprised did the music for this movie because he does stuff like blockbuster films like skyscraper or maybe he didn't do that one but he definitely did Hobbs and shaw and he might have done the last couple of fast and furious movies but big budget films like that is more in line for a tyler bates uh, project and not certainly not a um indie horror film like this and he also had some help by rock musician chelsea wolf uh in that i could definitely see everything that wolf brought to the score um, especially the, uh, theme that they give the main character Penny in this movie, or one of the main characters, Penny, uh, she, uh, Pearl, not Penny, I'm sorry, uh, see, I'm, it's, it's currently 2.30 in the morning as I'm recording this, I went to the Thursday night screening, so, bear with me, sorry, if I sound tired, I'm a little bit, but not, don't worry, plus I have editing to do, so, fun times, love podcasting, uh, the gore. Less said, the better, because you guys gotta see some of the shit that happens in this movie for yourself. It is wild. Uh, the script loved it. Um, West just his courage to take the film in the directions that he does. I really cannot talk about some of those directions because a lot of things about this movie. I'm it's it. <laughs> If you're curious about the movie, go see it, okay? Yes, this movie definitely gets my recommendation. One of my highest. Um, I'm still processing it, like I've said, 20 times already, but still. um, I I think in the end, I'm going to have a lot more positive thoughts or a lot more things to say about it, so I might become even more pushy. But for now, yes, this movie, two thumbs up. Go see it. Um, Some things I didn't like... um, some the, the pacing's great. Uh, sometimes I felt the movie was overthinking itself, was just trying to like, um, do something or set something up that really didn't work with me. I it, it minor, okay, it's not even a big con, it's just minor. It happens like once or twice throughout the movie. It's yeah, I, I shouldn't even say anything. But I I definitely want to acknowledge that I was underwhelmed by a certain reveal that is teased early on in the movie. Once the reveal is finally shown, it's like okay. Uh, But yeah, not the not not too many negative things. Um, You know, it's by no means a perfect movie, but in terms of a 2022 slasher movie um that that's getting a that's getting a big push i mean i've been seeing the same trailer for this movie since scream two months ago and i have been i was sold on that trailer and it's, it, I've, every time i see the trailer i've been sold on it and this movie delivers on every single end yeah and, and also i want to mention one more thing before i go and it's the main thing that was going through my mind coming home tonight. This is definitely hands down going to be the most memeable movie of 2022. You mark my words. <laughs> you you know, <laughs> you, once you see the movie, you'll know exactly what I mean by that. But yes, this is definitely without even thinking into it too long, without any doubt this is going to be the most memed movie of the year. Mark my words. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, So yeah. X. Seal of approval. Check it out. Um, I'm getting out of here. And uh, we'll see you next week. Dark Night. Tuesday. Later.